Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. I'll tell you what, it was a bad week for freedom and independence. And it was an even worse week for horrible, horrible coaches and educators. And uh, it seems like the old playing field, as it were, is, is getting rather confusing, to say the least. There are three stories here I want to mention that occurred this week, uh, but first, just briefly with the Equality Act that apparently has passed the House of Representatives, is the least thing from equal that uh, anybody can really imagine. So bathrooms apparently are being opened up again to both genders, or anybody can just waltz into any bathroom, anybody can waltz into any locker room. Allegedly, we're back to all that nonsense. Uh, I don't think that's going to last very long, but we'll see uh, how free and independent these schools decide to be and how they decide to push back. And if they're going to fear any legal pushback, if they do the right thing, instead of allowing these kind of abuses to actually take place. But the Equality Act is, is not equal, to say the least. And that's the funny part about its name. It also discriminates, I might add, against individuals who want to teach the Bible or even use Bible quotes in any of their teaching, uh, whether it be in a classroom setting or otherwise. So, yeah, pretty awful. And I think they actually refer to the Bible as a discriminatory book. So there's that. But this first story here, again, regarding the transgender in sports stories. This is on the Gateway Pundit site via The Scoop, but it says, quote, the Biden administration's Department of Justice decided to withdraw its support of a lawsuit this week pushed by three high school female athletes that would block biological males, transgender females, from competing in girls' sports in Connecticut. Former Attorney General Bill Barr supported the lawsuit because he said Connecticut's laws allowing this to happen does violate the Title IX protections in place. And the lawsuit was filed in federal court in 2020, quote, by three high school girls and their mothers against the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference, CIAC, which has permitted boys to compete in events and win awards that would otherwise have gone to girls. Now, this is an old case. Um, and it's certainly an even older story. I believe it was 2019 I wrote about this specifically in Purposeful Deception. The easiest way to have this entire thing crumble is just for students to stop participating in sporting activities. That's it. That's it. If they stop participating in sporting activities all at once then you're not going to have any competition ever again. You won't have these sports anymore, which means you have to vote with your feet. If these corrupt states and these corrupt politicians allow such heinous acts to occur, just walk away from it completely. Um, you know, I, 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 think it's, I think it's a shame that of course this is all happening, but I think it's a shame that they continue to push back through a corrupt legal system expecting something to change. 
nothing's going to change. The only thing that needs to change maybe is the individual's mindset on whether or not a bread and circus activity is really the best way to go. Again, I know that there are athletes out there. I know that people have God-given physical talents to play a game. You know, I applaud them. Good for them. I also know that they rely on scholarships to do the same in some cases. But, but the fact is, is that there's a lot of other ways to get a scholarship. There's a lot of ways to get an education. If you're if you're playing the game just to get a scholarship or just to get an education, you know there are just other ways of doing it. Again, the I've talked about it before, but the online education outlets are are booming right now. They're far cheaper than attending brick and mortar colleges and universities, and those even brick and mortar universities are moving to online formats. So, you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not telling people what to do per se, but what I am saying is that you can't expect a corrupt system to just change itself because it's not going to do that. You have to, you basically just have to vote with your feet. Again, imagine the looks on everybody's faces who actually believes all of this stuff and participates in all of this stuff and, and wants all of this transgender athlete stuff to actually work and actually happen. Imagine all of that. Now imagine down the line, Let's say, for example, it actually consistently takes place with any regularity. And you've got a bunch of people lined up on a track, on, on, a, on a track, and they're going to run the whatever, 100-yard dash or something. As they're all lined up there, everybody knows who the man is who's dressed like a female or thinks that they're a female. Everybody knows who that person is. What's keeping anybody in that race from just tripping the transgendered person, so that they're disqualified. They would disqualify themselves, the transgendered person wouldn't win, and then there you have it. I mean, you're creating a level of conflict. I'm not advocating for that, but I'm saying that you're creating a level of conflict here that's going to take place. There will be people that will sabotage those competitions on purpose. Transgendered person wants to play uh, women's softball. What if the pitcher just throws the ball at him and just hits him? What if the pitcher just walks him? What if the pitcher just refuses to pitch and doesn't throw it their way? I mean, you're creating basically a massive headache and, and massive interpersonal conflict here where there didn't need to be any in the first place. In fact, there already is plenty of interpersonal conflict on sporting teams and things of that nature. But my point is, is that it's lose-lose no matter what. So... You know, you hit them with a pitch, you trip them on a track, you're, you're discriminating, you, you know, you're picking on the transgender person. You're, you're picking on them, so that's, so people are going to figure that out, so that's lose. Um, but it, it's probably going to happen, if it hasn't happened already. And I'm sure that it has. So, just walk away from the game. It's a game. Walk away from it. Stop playing the game. If you stop playing the game, you won't be manipulated by the game. Uh, here's another one. Here's another story, and this is uh, also very, very telling. Again, bad week for coaches. Comes from the Wall Street Journal, titled John Gettert, former U.S. Olympic gymnastics coach, dies by suicide after being charged with human trafficking. Now, I put this particular story on my Gab account, and I basically said if you're having your children participate, in 
in these kinds of games, okay, any kind of game, and you don't know your coach or the coach or coaches of your child's chosen sport, then you don't know anything about them. If you haven't introduced yourself, if you haven't met them, but even so, that's not to say that you would know them because you wouldn't. But I've always been skeptical of men who coach female sports. Always. It just doesn't sit well with me. I know that there are people out there that do it logically, uh, you know, and they do it professionally. Great. Good for them. It just, it just sits odd with me, and it always has. Not to mention gymnastics. I mean, my God, uh, it seems like most of the most of the crimes come from gymnastics, in particular when men are the ones that are doing it for female gymnastics. So I'm going to read a little from this article here, uh, at least the part that they allow you to, because then you have to, of course, sign up and subscribe, which I won't be doing. It says, former U.S. Olympic gymnastics coach John Gettert died by suicide at uh, hours after he was charged Thursday in Michigan with 20 counts of human trafficking stemming from allegations that he profited from the forced labor of young gymnasts. His death was confirmed by a representative for his attorney. Quote, my office has been notified of the blah, blah, blah. The state of Michigan has announced a total of two dozen felony charges on Thursday against Gettert the head coach of the 2012 U.S. women's gymnastics team at the London Games and one of the closest allies of disgraced former team doctor Larry Nasser. I don't know if you ever heard those horrible testimonies. Uh, they're just heartbreaking from the women who were on that gymnastics team where Larry Nasser was the doctor, but uh, thank God he's in jail and he'll rot there, as he should. But... It's way bigger than just these two. Again, these kinds of crimes are common in coaching. And any any avenue where you have quote-unquote tutelage taking place like this, um, of course, because this is bigger and there's more notoriety associated with it and it's international, you're going to have more crime associated with, with sports like this. So yuck is about all I can say. Speaking of yuck, here's the last one. National file. Maryland teacher. Uh, Maryland teacher's aide gets administrative leave after masturbating while kids watched on Zoom call. So, yeah. Quote, Mark Shack, who works with disabled children and has a side business in which he dresses up as a pirate named Captain Silly Bones. I swear, I swear to God, <laughs> I didn't make that up. Uh, I didn't make that up. That this is uh, <laughs> this is this is actually real. I'm gonna start that over. This is funny, and sad, and illegal. Uh, but my God, do you hire somebody who calls themselves on a side gig, Captain Silly Bones? I I don't think so. I don't I don't think I don't think that's the first move. You're rolling down somebody's resume and you see Captain Silly Bones as a side project uh, with with children's parties and you're a man. That's, uh, you know, a lot of red flags there. A lot of red flags. Okay. Sorry. It's just too ridiculous. 
Maryland teacher's aide, Mark Shack, who works with disabled children and has a side business in which he dresses up as a pirate named Captain Sillybones and hosts children's parties, was caught masturbating on a Zoom call as his special ed class watched. After being caught, he simply said, my bad, quote unquote, and was placed on administrative leave. The school's administration claims the administrative leave is unrelated to his shocking performance in front of his children. However, and is simply because they misspelled his background check, misplaced his background check file. Please. So him being on administrative leave has nothing to do with him going to town on himself in front of his students, but it does have to do with the fact that they failed to conduct a background check on him. The guy's a pedophile. He's a pedophile. He said, (laughs) good Lord. He said, quote, I had no clue that Zoom was still on. Why would I do that? That's my job. I had no clue that Zoom was on. I mean, that's just crazy behavior, unquote. And then he continues to say, quote, it was just a mistake on my part. I'm only human. It was my bad. He also claims, quote, I'm not a pervert or anything like that, you know. And noted that he was told by administration that he was placed on administrative leave after masturbating before the conference call, full of minors because they misplaced his background check file, unquote. You gotta believe me on that. Quote, I thought I was in the privacy of my own home. I had no clue. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You're fired. Fire him. It actually sounds like they're considering keeping him around. I can't imagine that. I can't for the life of me imagine that. Fire him, Captain Silly Bones. Sounds like a ridiculous, perverted comic book. I just can't, uh, I just can't emphasize it enough. You've got to know, you've got to know your children's teachers. You've got to know them. You have to go to the open houses. You have to meet these people. Look them in the face. Talk to them. If they seem odd around children, then they're odd around children. And that's not a good thing. Same thing with coaches. Figure out who they are. If they're male coaches and they're coaching female sports, you need to keep an extra eye on them. Because that's, in my playbook, that's a little odd. Again, I'm not saying that uh, everybody's bad. I'm just saying it's very, very strange for for a guy to come up and you know just say, you know what? I can't wait to coach when I get older. High school volleyball. I just love girls volleyball. If you hear a guy say that, that's jacked up. That's some jacked up stuff, and that's a red flag. But he's nice, and he's this, and he's that, and you know he's a good coach, and blah, blah. I'm sorry. That's a red flag. Red flag. Again, I, you know, I, I wrote about this in Purposeful Deception, the business of bread and circus. Bread and circus goes back to the Roman Colosseum, and it was created by politicians on purpose. You give them games. You give them food. You give them cheer. You give them a distraction. And then the meddlers will meddle and the schemers will scheme and the politicians will do what they're doing behind the scenes as everybody's distracted by the game. 
and among these criminal coaches and even these criminal teachers, as you heard the last teacher, Captain Silly Pants, say, or Captain Silly Bones, whatever the hell his name is, um, you, you can hear him say, well, well is, this is my job. I work with children. I would never do that. That's absurd. That's absurd. That's not a logical explanation. Just like, again, a coach. Well, I, I coach. I would never behave that way. I would never do that. That's not an excuse. It's just not an excuse. Know your coaches. Know your teachers. Know who is around your children all of the time. And if you don't want to put that level of effort into figuring out who these people are, where they come from, what they've done, then your children have no business participating in such sports. Ask for a resume from these people. Ask for a resume. I actually used to do that. I offered up my resume and my qualifications and my entire class syllabus to every all of that information to all of the parents who would come into my classroom as a K-12 teacher so that they knew what I had done, where I'd come from, what my focus was, all of it. They had my phone number, my email address, all of it. That's not to say that individuals who do all of that can't be criminals too. They certainly could be. But even so, you're, you're, you as the educator are taking the initiative for, the, for, for, for parents of, of the students that are in your room to know who you are and where you come from. And that's an important, important move. But man alive. I mean, the criminality that's wrapped up with individuals who claim to help children is massive. It's just massive. And it's not going to go away because I've said it before. When you increase the amount and the number of minors in any concentrated area, you're always going to increase the odds of a predator being around. It's just math. It's just basic math. Hey, there's all these kids over here. There's hundreds of them, if not thousands. Well, who likes kids? Predators like kids. It's always something to consider. But again, if you're not willing to put in the effort to get to know these people, then you need not participate or have your children participate in such activities. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.